Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I reunite with high school classmates from my graduating class of Wissahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. We've got part two of my conversation with Kelly Brook coming up in just a second. Uh, of course, though, I want to remind everyone of all the social media. We Weren't Friends in High School is on Instagram at WWF in high school on Twitter. And I am at red shirt playa P L A Y A. And that is everywhere. And you can subscribe to this podcast anywhere. You listen to podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google play, Spotify, Stitcher, but there's another social media account now for everyone to start paying some attention to. It's always been there. Um, it's always kind of existed as my place for a lot of my college films and stuff that I've done with friends over the years. Uh, but I'm working on doing some new stuff with it. So youtube.com slash red shirt player. I won't spell it again. I think you guys get it. And if you check it out now, there are some clips from a happy hour that I had with Susie Spinelli and Brianna Sujak from previous episodes here. We had a little happy hour last week and talked about Tiger King and what's going on with their lives and their families, their kids. And Susie is, of course, a teacher and affected by schools closing down. So going to be putting some more things up on there uh, pertaining to this podcast. And so uh, me having a lot of video friends and podcast friends, um, just looking to collaborate and just do as many things as I can to keep busy with and keep creating. So I appreciate all the support you guys give from checking out the YouTube page and, of course, primarily the reason you're all here the podcast. So without further ado, part two of my conversation with Kelly Brooke Morton. Right, back to the important stuff. Mm -hmm. I feel like girls in high school now look totally different. Like I think back to like you were what? saying, all they're just like older and they're like uh, so dressed up. And like, I think back to what you were saying, like all the lacrosse players, we would wear like our sweats or like our, we loved that. Like yeah. I remember standing in the huddle and be like, what are we wearing tomorrow? Sweats? Yes. And we loved to just like dress down, wear yeah. pajamas, like kilts were easy because you could just, we loved all of that. Right, and like, the they kilts, don't do that right, anymore. Right, they right. dress up and like. But so the kilts May were hot. I guess. Oh I yeah, yeah. The we, guys loved. We, yeah, we love. We love like field <laughs> hockey day. And, yeah, that's when you're seeing girls' I don't legs. Think we and saw stuff. it like that. We were just like, oh, it's just easy. Not. I don't have to think about what to wear tomorrow. And it's funny to see it from like Meg's perspective. So Meg's a high school teacher now, um, and she's a coach for field hockey and lacrosse. Although I don't know if she's doing that anymore because she's had, just had a baby. Right. Um, she is like, it's so different because like they don't want to dress down. They want to dress up and everyone dresses so nice. And I feel like I turned to Meg to be like, Meg, what's trendy these days? Because she knows like everything that's in because she teaches high school. But it's just different. Like, I don't remember like trying to look very nice in high school. I think that was so I don't know if. If you remember, like Susie talked about like wearing low cut tops and, and yeah. wanting, you know, wanting that attention from guys and, and yeah. crediting some of it to like, you know, anxiety type or, or like self-esteem issues or whatever. Yeah. And Brianna talked about, you know, certain types of pants that she wore, like that she thought made her look great yeah. in school. And like they look forward to things like that and waking up at 530 in the morning. Funny, I don't to get yourself that. right. But I think that's yeah. who you're hanging with yeah. and, and, you know. And like who you're standing, really who you're standing around in the morning at 740 yeah. before homeroom. Yeah. Do you fit in yeah. with the group of people you're hanging out with? Yeah. And if your your girlfriends are wearing the, you know, the XC yeah. uh, hoodies and flannel pajamas or the plaid skirt and, yeah. the, and the and the polo shirt, then that's all you got to wear. Because yeah. you look when you're in K-Hall. Or L Hall or whatever, yeah. you look like you fit in that group of nine. Yeah, it's true. So no one's ever gonna go like, "Oh, Kelly, what are you, yeah. the fuck are you wearing? You're wearing with Megan and Kate and and yeah. and what all of them are. We get it. Yeah, get what you're wearing. Yeah, but maybe if you're Susie and you're it's hanging true. out with with Chrissy and Brianna and whatever, and, and you know you're wearing, you're all covered up, and they're wearing low cuts and yeah. tight whatever, and the goal is to get guys to like. Yeah. I guess it's a different experience because I did I had a boyfriend all through high school. So I wasn't like and I mean if you talk to me in high school, like I was marrying Richie. Like there was no like end to that and like 
in my head. Like we, I remember going up to Penn State with my sister once mm. and some guy saying, you know, that's never going to work when you go to college, right? Like you're going to break up. And I remember crying about it and calling him on the phone and being like, they said we're going to like, how pathetic, first of all. But like in my head, that was really happening. Like oh I was going to be with him forever. Oh my God. And um, I told a girl that once and now I see how horrible that is. <laughs> well, this was like an older guy in college that was telling me it. And I was like, what? Mm. Um, so in my mind, like, I don't think I cared about any of that because I wasn't like on the market looking for something else. Right, right, right. So I wonder if my experience would have been different. Like I'm trying to think back to middle school and stuff. Did you, I don't know, even if you had a boyfriend, though, he didn't go that he didn't go to middle school. So were you looking at, you know, guys in high school and, and just at least from a checking them out standpoint, did you want I attention? I remember, like I remember like thinking that some of the guys were hot, but I don't remember ever trying to like, want their like I think it or... was pretty clear I was like Richie's girlfriend. So mm-hmm. it's not like anything. I don't know. And if you're connected, you probably don't want anything getting back like that. If everyone knows, you know. Yeah. But I didn't, I legit don't think I was interested either in anything mm. else. I was like. That seems weird just from like a, I don't know, a teenage hormone standpoint. Yeah. It seems hard to I just I mean, I control. thought like, I definitely thought other guys were attractive, but I was like, well, they're really good looking, but maybe so. I remember trying to like be like, why don't you date so-and-so to like my friends? Like, he's such a nice guy and he's really cute and like you should date him. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think life would have been any different had you dated within the high school at that point? So many people. only Probably. just Only because like so many people have married high school sweethearts. Yeah. And it's weird because- I was dead set on like I was going to marry him one day. And it's really funny because my husband looked at my yearbook and my like quote and I wrote something about him. So now all week long he's been saying like, you have my heart forever and always because I wrote it to him. And so he texted me like Wednesday morning and was like, you have my heart. And I was like, what is this supposed to mean? Because like he doesn't text me like that. And I got home and I was like, why did you you text me that? Were you trying to be cute today? And he was like, F and A for, and I was like, oh, you were making fun of me. Okay. Um, Yeah. Because I wrote about it in here. Um, But I do think it was different. And like, I appreciate the time I was with Richie because I feel like we grew up together. but I also think it taught me a lot about what I wanted and what I didn't want in a relationship. And we have like very different ideas of what gender roles are. Um, and so I feel like I feel like things would have been different if I didn't mm-hmm. date him in high school. Yeah. That's the one thing. Like I don't regret dating him. Because you learned what you like. Yes. And don't like. But sometimes I'm like, should I have dated him that long? And did I miss out on some of the high school experience because right. I dated him that long? Right. But you seem pretty balanced and you don't seem to like, for instance, I think people accuse me from time to time of having too much regret of like missing the party life or, you know, not being invited to, to stuff that people were doing in the, in like the group settings. And, yeah. Um, but you don't seem to have like any. No, I feel like. Some of the, you, know, you missed a lot. You said you missed, you felt like you I missed a like lot I of missed the social out with things because you were like doing the, the. Four of us, they talk right. about stories sometimes and I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But you don't seem to have like. I don't know, any hangups about what you missed out on. This is the first you've really, like, talked about. I and mean, only because I asked you. But, yeah. Like, you don't seem to really No, be. but I, I did miss out on stuff with that. Like, I do sometimes when they're talking about things, I'm like, oh, I wasn't there. Like, the one, like, they skipped on Senior Cut Day and I didn't do that. Mm. And, that, I mean, that had nothing to do with Richie. But, like, just some of the stuff. I'm like, oh, I missed out on a lot because I was with him a lot. Yeah. Um, but – at the end of the day, I don't know if that would have changed my path in any way. Right, right. You know? Yeah. And thank God, like, we didn't – I don't even remember what the discussion was like, but we never, like, even talked about going to the same college. I don't know why. Yeah. I don't think we did. But, like, thank God I didn't pick a college based around him or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but it's weird because there's times where I, like, look back. And you know how, like, you have exes that you'll look back on and you're like – you get like that pit in your stomach about it. And when I look back at him, I'm like, no, I know this was never, that was never supposed to be. What do you mean a pit in your stomach? Well, like you, well, and there's no one in particular, there's no one in particular I'm thinking of, but some people will be like, oh, like what if, like what if that happened? Oh, You know what I mean? Yes. Oh, that is every girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
Like, what if? And there's not any time where I look back and I'm like, what if? Just because I just don't think it would have ever worked out. Yeah. It's funny. So I've never dated someone twice, but I hung. I started Aren't hanging you, out with well, Richie. Richie and I like started talking again in college at one point and started hanging out. And he came up to my college at one point and my current husband met him mm. and we all hung out for the night and he thought he was hilarious. So funny. Like they got along. Good time. Because you guys were just friends. Yeah. You and, you and your husband. Yeah. Were just best, like best um, friends. So he's even met him yeah. and like. Um, <laughs> That's funny. And. Every once in a while, I'll come up. He was like, "Oh, he was great. He was so funny." Like my husband is like the least jealous person of like anyone. He's totally cool with. Like, I ran into like a college boyfriend, and at, over lunch one day, and I came home and I was like, "Oh, guess who I saw today?" And he was like, "Who?" And I was like, "Oh, this person." And he was like, "Oh, how is he?" I'm like, "He's good." Like he doesn't care about any of that. But um, so just funny. He's like, "Yeah, Richie was a great guy." I'm like, "Yeah, fine." I know. Uh, when I say um. When I say like you learn a little bit about yourself yeah. and like, oh, maybe I this would have been like better or I could have made this la whatever. But yeah. like that's kind of like that that feeling where you, you know, you look at your girl and you go, Oh God, she was so pretty. Oh, oh God, I could have made that like better. I could have yeah. you know, I could have I could have fixed that. I could have changed that or Yeah. I yeah, I definitely go through yeah. only because I am still single and to be honest, a lot of these girls that I that I dated uh, in my thirties are still single. Oh uh, yeah. So I like, I just go like, Oh man, maybe I could, you know, but it's not, it's, that's such a weird thing. I did that. But once. why? Um, cause you think like there's a reason that you broke up. I don't think everyone is as self-reflective as, as I am. And I don't mean that in like a braggadocious way. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a crux to me at, at times. Um, to like self-reflect, but I do a lot of self-reflection. I think about my behavior in times and, and how things could have been different or how I could have affected the outcome of things or made things better for me. And I just don't think people think that way. And so when you have, when you go out with people and you know, someone says like, I just, something happens and you just go like, Oh, this just isn't going to work anymore. Yeah. For me, it didn't work four years ago or yeah. three years ago or two years ago. Yeah. So why is it going to work now? No. That's oh. no, that's not. I, I'm not the same person from oh, four years ago, fair. three years ago, yeah. two years ago, six months ago. Yeah. And if I were to think back on that and I go, wow, I broke up with her over that or she broke up with me over that. If she were to present that to me now and feeling the way that I feel about her now, when I think back of her and I putting all my and this is not anyone specific, yeah. but, you know, multiple girls I go through this with and when I just think about old relationships and I go. I don't think I would have felt as strongly about that issue today, knowing that that's what we broke up over. I don't think I would have cared that much to just concede or compromise or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, wow, I, w I wish that didn't just end up in like, oh, look, we're just going to break up or that's just it. I feel like it could have like made that. I feel like such a stupid reason for us to have broken up. Yeah. Uh. And like that's not something I, I don't I don't feel that then at that in the moment, but that's something that like later yeah. down you just go like oh, that was so stupid. Well, that's an even bigger reason to try to figure out. But they don't all feel that way. Oh. They're like, but I think, and I don't think a lot of people are. I'm self I'm yeah. So you think about stuff in life, you know. But I think a lot of people on the surface, this is how I felt six six years ago, or this is how I felt yeah. like three years ago. This is how I feel about that person now. I don't think I don't think everyone thinks back to themselves and their yeah. own behavior and how they felt at the time. Yeah. I think a lot of times when I think back to like old relationships, I think about like feeling anxiety and pressure and thinking there's no way I can go forward feeling the way I feel right now about this situation. I can't get past this. I need to break up. And I would be miserable until I break up and I would feel so miserable about it. And then I break up and it's like, well, now you're single. And you go, oh, God, that is such relief. I don't have to think or worry oh. about that anymore. And then you go and you, you just go, that was horrible. That was miserable. Like that that three week period where I was dealing with that and stressing about yeah. that. I'm, I'm so glad I broke up with her and never had to even talk about that again. And then like two years later, you just go, 
that was really like you could have handled that so much better. Yeah. And I can't believe you let that bother you to the point to where you wanted to break up. So do you think you're like always looking for a reason? Like you're always trying to find something wrong with someone? <laughs> it's funny because that's a Seinfeld thing. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, where like I think George, I think uh, Jerry like breaks up with a girl because she has like uneven earlobes, <laughs> and there are I, there's a combination thing. I think I'm a mental case with relationships, and I think because I didn't have any relationships as a kid, like romantic. I think yeah. I think I'm starting still from like 20. Okay. So, which isn't that much of a jump from other people, but I think I'm. I'm I think it was a late bloomer and stuff. And so yeah. I think figuring out what I like actually, yeah. Yeah. whereas you, you kind of learned a lot from like the time of, till you the time you were like 18, 19 yeah. when you broke out with rich and you were like, okay, you learned what yeah. those type of things weren't happening for me yeah. in any way to where I even like going out with a girl for a fling or whatever in, in your twenties, those weren't things I was reflecting on and saying, Oh, those aren't things I like. Uh, I, I need to learn from that. I was I still was making the same mistakes. And again, I told you very vain. I'm very vain. And so yeah. like I could go over someone that like all of my friends could tell me, dude, this is a bad idea. My friends do tell me this is a bad idea. And I go, but she's so pretty. <laughs> and then like four weeks later, I'm like, oh my God, you won't believe. Like, yeah. yeah. They go, why do you keep like magnetic to that? Because it probably took me like eight years until I was like in my late twenties to even start to realize that I was doing that. Yeah. That kept falling into those, those habits of certain types of girls or falling for certain yeah. things or bypassing certain things that I know bother me. And now I'm a little bit more accepting about stuff also rather than. Okay. Even if I do have a problem. Except if they live in Philadelphia. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. If they live in the. I legit lived a real conversation I had with a girl the other day was, so you live in Bella Kinwood. She goes, yeah, God, so far. <laughs> it's like for people not in this area, that is like a 19 minute drive. It's true. I mean, but what, for me to sit on 76 to go on a date after I drive an hour to and from you work. You just haven't found the person that's worth it. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. So. It's true. Yeah. I always like, I remember talking to some girl who was like so stressed out about how like she was never gonna, she was younger than me and she was like so stressed. It was right after we got engaged and she was like, aren't you like so relieved? And I was like, it's not really like the word I used to describe it, but what do you, and she was saying like, you don't have to worry about it anymore. Like, you know who you're going to like marry. I was like, wow, that's like such an interesting way to put it. And I'm like, but it's different because like all my other boyfriends in the past, I eventually, I know I like dated Richie for a long time, but then I dated other people like after and stuff. I always got bored and that sounds bad, but like mm. bored enough or I equate it to like what you were saying that like you find something that bothers you enough that you're like just, oh yeah, I'm going to like, like Hang you don't care enough thing. to fight for it. So, and then I remember dating Garrett and I was like, oh, I'm not bored anymore. This is weird. And it just like happens, but I don't know how you make that happen either. You have to get out of the friend zone, I guess, with someone. <laughs> it's it, my my problem is no longer the friend zone. I sorry, so that was a thing for a while. I uh, I just won't be your friend anymore. Oh, I will straight up just be honest and go like, hey, not into this. Well, but not you're old this. enough where yeah. like yeah, but back then you like I said like. The story you told yeah. gives guys hope. Yeah. You know? It really did. Like, and I had, I literally had no idea. No idea. I'm the sick bastard that would take a story like that and like put that in, in my well, 20s. It, but it's true. But it's not the common ground and people should realize that it's not, it's not, that's not the norm. And Yeah, I, but it's the best way to start a relationship too. Is like. I can ruin guys' lives, Kelly. <laughs> I am, no. I will hear shit like that and go, oh my God, you're right. I need to stay in this friend zone with this girl forever. Well, you can't do that. Knows. You can't do that forever. You need to figure out how to get out but of that it. That was my 20s. Like, um. like just making bad decisions and thinking like, no, you just got to see how this plays out. Like, I don't so want you, it to seem like it was like a super easy transition either because I was mm -hmm. like, should I be doing this? Because like I mentioned, I dated someone from his hometown who when we broke up and we were all in the same group of friends – 
he did not take that well. And like, I was like, I can't have this be enough. Like, he's my best friend. Is it worth losing my best friend over mm. this? So for a while I was like, I don't know if this should happen. Like, I mean, because I'm trying to think. I, would I think February, I could I tell you I'm it, a yeah. date person. February 5th is the first time we ever kissed. Kate was there. And May 18th is when I agreed to be his girlfriend. So it took a while for us. You mean the drunken kiss? Yes. So she was like in the bed. When you, that story no, you told we, us earlier. we all went to the bar and then she was downstairs. She was like okay. there, there. I was going to say, like, you made this sound like this was in like the front seat when he was dropping you off. No, and you're drunk. And like, we, was she in the back seat of that whole no. thing? Because that like sounds like a great TV scene. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking, maybe I'm confused. Hey guys, can you unlock the door so I can get out the back? <laughs> Actually, I think I am confusing two different nights. I don't think she's, I don't, I don't know. She was there for a lot of it, but not there, there, like not like sitting next to us. Um, but well, and it was that, and it was the complication that like I had to deal with my friend who dated him too. And like, how were we gonna navigate right. that? I don't know. I just, you know, when I remember um a girl telling me a story, uh, old friend of mine who was who married a guy that she did not like. For years, for years, didn't like him for years, and he wouldn't give up. She had a boyfriend, and she kept saying, "Dude, I'm in a relationship." Like she didn't not she didn't not like him, but she was in a relationship, so she wasn't interested. And she's like, "Dude, I'm in a relationship," and he's like, "I don't care." Like this, I feel, and he just kept at it, kept at it, kept at it, and eventually he swayed her, and she broke up with her boyfriend, got with this guy. Got engaged, married, moved off to California with him. And I remember when they were in the middle of that, getting engaged, and she was about to move to California, um, her telling me that story. And my jaw was just like. You're yeah. like, it works. <laughs> I keep playing that song. So I don't think you like. Do you like Old Dominion? I don't know. I Oh, it's a country group. But I it's not say, I know a rapper. No. And they have the song Break Up With Him. And it's like all about that. Yeah. So that's. You know, and I, TV I, shows, right? Like, I, I, a lot of my life was based off of like TV shows, and that when fucking Zach is trying to sway Kelly away from the dude that runs the Max, like, oh. like that is just. Uh, Wait, and then how did Dawson's Creek end? I remember being like, dis- did she end up with Casey or forward. Dawson? It was a flash forward. Oh. I think Dawson ended up single. By the way, that's a movie I like now that I'm like, Skulls. Remember Skulls? Skulls. Paul with, Walker with, and, and Joshua Jackson. Yes. Fucking right. I remember seeing yeah, that in the theater. I like that one, but it's because the, the guys that Scott were in it. I, A couple times someone will tell me a story and go, this sounds like a fucking Joshua Jackson, Paul Walker <laughs> movie. Like that movie was so scandalous and the I secret society that. of the yeah. Skulls. And, yeah. See, yes. I like that movie. See, I did watch movies. I just don't remember. Yeah, that was a great movie. That was a great 90s movie. I yeah, that, one. that was a good one. Yeah, Pacey, good old Pacey, Pacey. Joshua Jackson. Do you watch The Affair? I don't. Oh, with Joshua Jackson. I should. Check it out. Scan- that's should. a scandalous show. Huh. I've been into like these weird, my husband's about to kill me. I've started watching You. Did you watch You? I want to. I need to. Um, I just finished binging the last season of Curb. I think I'm primed now to start You. Um. I'm ready to start you. I've been for the last like three weeks. I've been hearing so much about it. I want to start. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah, that's what I hear. And I also, was that like girls have crushes on him too, which is bizarre. He's a, because he, I'm, I'm telling you, guys think this way. This is my biggest fear. I, I said something on like Holly Beck's uh, Facebook page because she said she was she was watching it the other day. And I said, well, I need to watch this so I can get tips. <laughs> Like, well, it really is weird because you see, hear what's going on in his head, and I'm like, do people really think this? Way? Yeah, guys think weird shit. Well, and he talks a lot about like girls' smells, and I was like, really? Smells? Oh, uh, yeah, like how they smell. Yeah, no, I don't obsess over smells or anything. That and when I, I just watched another show that my husband was like, "You're insane." Um, oh, what is it called? It was a Prime show. Um, Catastrophe. Did you watch that? Uh, I don't want it all. It's like based in England and it's very like English humor, like pretty like it's a little like raunchy with the humor. Mm. But I like that. My yeah. husband thought it was awful. And he was like, really? You like I was like, yeah, I think it's hilarious. And there's like and he was like, if I have to see that guy's ass one more time. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Wait, can we talk about this? I didn't realize that Ray was in here, so I guess we had already submitted this. Yeah, we did this back in like, like I think even you might even do them like in eleventh grade. It's possible you do them in twelfth grade, but it's possible you even did them in eleventh. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. So if you could change one thing about high school, what would it be? Oh. I would have engaged rather than assume. Hmm. So I think rather than assume that I'm unliked or that I'm not welcome, I would have taken the initiative more and engaged in a more positive manner and said, hey, where is the party? What are hmm. you know? I don't know about drinking. Get me drunk. You know? Yeah. Um, I would have rather than being so judgmental. Yeah. And well, they don't like me. I don't like them. Hmm. Yeah. I would have engaged more. Hmm. I do that more now as an adult. Yeah. And I feel like kids, they're not going to like say, oh, we're not going to tell. Like they would just be like, oh, no, that's I th- it. no, I think they would have. You think? Yeah. See, I think people. High school is high school for a reason. The the aura of high school and stereotypes of high school for a reason. Yeah. We didn't just make up people saying like, you can't hang out with us. You're not cool enough to hang out with yeah. us. Maybe people didn't feel that way about me, but I bet some people did. And that would have definitely been the reaction for sure. No matter what people say. Yeah. I definitely think that there was a hierarchy of. Oh, sure. Social and coolness and all that. And so yeah. people I feel like would have, but I think it I think I, I needed more maturity to be able to say like, well, that doesn't matter. I'll keep trying. And but for me, it was like, well, these are the people I th- that are comfortable with me. So that's the people I am comfortable with. Now I am that guy that just likes to have friends from all different walks yeah. of life. And I'm down to go out and party and travel and, and hang out and drink and and do stuff with people. And we've been talking, hang out for fucking five hours like. <laughs> but that's the type of yeah. stuff that I'm that's the type of stuff you know what I mean like that's so different from who I was 25 years ago yeah. Kelly Brooke like she doesn't like me no I'm not gonna hang out with her hmm. that would have that was my mentality back then hmm. you what if you could change something oh, if I could change something it's an interesting question you asked it I know <laughs> Uh, I would not go through my sun-in phase. Um, remember sun-in? Sun in? No. no, you probably don't know what sun-in is. Uh, is that a it tanning was the thing? stuff you sprayed in your hair and made your hair lighter. And But it, when your hair is this dark, it makes it like orange. I have like a picture of like where I basically have like orange hair and like those clear, awful braces. And I looked unfortunate. I was like, why didn't someone tell me to lay off? That was another thing down my cousin's boat. My damn cousin and her boat. Everyone put sun in, in their hair because they were all blonde and the brunettes coming and putting sun in, in their hair. They're getting me drunk that's and your, turning my hair orange. That's your big regret from high school? No. It was a joke. Um, <laughs> I was like, I would have changed mine now. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wish I wasn't um, wearing Paco jeans in eighth grade. <laughs> what is my big regret? I think... This is going to, I don't, I almost don't want to say it because it's going to sound mean. And like, I feel like we've rehashed this a bunch of times. I don't regret dating Richie. I think I would have, like, if I could go back and tell myself something, I'd be like, you're not going to marry him. Like, Hmm. should you keep missing out on things? And like. So you do feel like you a a little bit missed out. Yeah. 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 I would have dated him, but I don't know if I would have dated him for three years. That sounds mean. But get, get your senior year back. Yeah. I feel like the girls did so much stuff. And they, yeah. and they had a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but I also don't regret dating him either. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of like, uh, it was like tunnel vision. But now you see the other side. And he's going, yeah. where was I? That sounds yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 And I'm sure, and he's like married with kids and I'm sure he's great, but mm-hmm. just wasn't meant to be. It Some people meant just aren't be. meant to be. It's true. It's true. Yep. You found your best friend. That's true. I know. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I always tell people, because I'm looking back now at, like, some of my friends that are, like, divorced or going through divorce. And, like, they see clear, like, warning signs and don't listen to them. So, like, I just said to you that you look for reasons. But you kind of do have to look for reasons. Because even mm-hmm. now, like. Can I handle this down the road? Yeah. Long term. And I always say, like, I'm super lucky. My husband's, like, awesome. But I always joke with people and tell them when they're having a baby. I'm like. I realized after both of my babies, like, I joke that, like, I hated my husband after. And I I say that jokingly, but there's, like, times where you're just, like, 
after having a baby, it's so stressful and like everyone's on edge and you're not sleeping. And like, I take care of the baby differently than he does. Mm -hmm. And I always warn people like, you're going to hate your spouse for like a few months after you're like, you'll get over it. And then like, it'll be fine. But those are the times where you're like, you don't think about it. And then if like, there's something that's bothering the shit out of you before that happens. Yeah. um, I buy that. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's not, I mean, it's a lot of crap too that you deal with. This whole being adult thing is like shit. You have so much to worry about and like. And that's the one thing that I always say, like in the relationship realm, I know I'm not there in that space. Like I want to have kids, but I know I'm not like just there. And some people say like when once it happens, right, you just change. You're never ready. But I'm still like in that a little bit more of that selfish stage where I realize that it's so much sacrifice. It is. I'm not prepared. Yeah. And again, you'll never prepare, but I know that I don't want to necessarily give all that sacrifice yeah. just yet. Yeah. Someone asked me the other day, and I hate now when people ask me this question. They said, what do you do for fun? And I hate this question because I don't do anything for fun mm-hmm. anymore um, for myself. Like everything we do is like basketball and birthday parties and like that kind of stuff. But you know what's funny is that when you were talking about like someone saying that like in terms of like a relationship and like, Oh, like it must be great to like, just get that done and over yeah. with or whatever. Like that is, that is how I feel Yeah. in that. Like once you get married and you start having kids, like I, I do a lot of stuff that's fun from like a single perspective. And, and maybe if you don't have your own spare time, you would love to just be able to ditch out and go yeah. to a concert or go get fucked up at two o'clock on a Saturday, but whatever. But at the same time, I like look forward to just that, like you don't have to worry about it anymore. I don't have to worry about any. It's not yeah. about me anymore. That's it can be tiring yeah. to figure out how to make your life at the maximum level. Are you living your life to everything that it can be right now? Yeah. Once you have kids and you're married, you're doing it. You're trying to make their life. Yeah. The best that it can be. And, you know, well, and you just like explained a story that like even when you're dating someone, it's like one thing can happen and you're done. And like when you're married, it's not that's just not the way it works. Right. At least you, you have a reason to yeah. work on yourself, to reflect, to think, to not be so hot headed because you're working on it's not just about you. Yeah. I, I'm an only child. I've literally been thinking mm. about myself, you know, for 36 years now that my mom's a little bit older. I, I you know, I, I concern myself about her more mentally, you know, in my own private time and thinking about her and she's healthy and she's fine. But you know, as your mom, your parents get older or whatever, you start thinking about that. I'm an only child. So, you know, those things are all on me, you know, as her son. But, um, I, I do kind of like wish I didn't have to give a fuck about me so much anymore. And I could just be, it's a little bit of like a laziness thing to be like, I just want instruction manuals or, a guide or a straight path to just say, okay, this is what I'm doing. Making your life as good as it can be. Yeah. That's it. That's all I'm doing now from like now for the next like 15 to 20 years. Yeah. I look forward to like that point in time. More than 15 to 20, but. <laughs> well, if I ever have a kid, 15. No. I'm, oh, you mean your kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. In terms of your, yeah. 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 It's weird. It is different. Like your whole prayer, the way you it's think hard. about thing is like different. Yeah. It's hard, um, so it's weird that I look forward to thinking that's easier. But mentally for me, that's – And it changes everything, easier. even like career. Because I used to travel a lot for work and prioritize different things. And now it's like, oh, now I have kids, so that changes everything, which is totally fine and it's great. Um, but it is like you kind of – like you just said, you're never 100% ready to have kids. Someone told me once, like, when you think you're, like, 70% ready because you're never going to be 100%. But, like, it changes everything. So it's so weird. I, I would love to, like, go to a bar for a half hour, 45 minutes to meet up with friends with, like, a wife. Yeah. And the wife's like, okay, we got to go home now. And it's like, okay, where are we going to do? We're just going to, like, we got to put the kid to bed. We're going to sit on the couch. And we're just going to do that for the next, like, four hours until we fall asleep. That's awesome. And to not think, like. Yeah, but I got to do something more with my life. Like that's, I'm so over that shit. (laughs) And as a single guy, all I have to focus on is career at this point. Well, and then, but then you, there's always something though. Like, and then you have me where I have two kids and then I'm like, well, am I doing anything good enough at this point? Like, am I being a good enough mom? And Mm -hmm. am I doing my career like the justice that should be? So it's always like a. 
I'm probably looking at a much more simplified way to think that your career and everything can just stop once you have kids, but I guess you still have to double function. Well, and it just changes. Like your priorities might change a little bit. Yeah. Like I don't want a job. Well, I loved traveling with my job and I feel like it was so cool that I got to see so many places, but now like I don't want a job where I travel that much. Where's your favorite place to travel to? Ooh. I mean, probably our honeymoon. We went to Fiji. Oh. Yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah. I know we always say it like ruined every other vacation. I thought you were going to say like Atlanta. <laughs> no, but I did for work when, when I was in sales, we did this big thing where we were the official sponsor for the PGA, the health and fitness partner. Yeah. So, and I'm not a golf person whatsoever, but um, I traveled around the country going to the golf events and like leading the initiative at the events. How long ago? Um, it was when Tiger won the World Cup. So what was that? Oh, like many, many years ago. Yeah, and FedEx Cup, not World Cup. But it was so fun. I got to travel all over the place. Like one of them for the Champions Tour was in Sonoma. So I like looked at the schedule and picked like all the ones I wanted to go to. It was awesome. Like we got to go to wine country and work. And um, I mean, it wasn't awesome when you were sitting at the event because but. But Silent. for the Tiger Woods thing, he was so it was before the scandal. Mm-hmm. He won the FedEx Cup, and I was at that event in Atlanta when mm-hmm. he won. And my marketing counterpart had to catch a flight, so she had tickets to the after party. And she was like, "Here you go, go to the after party." So I was like, "In with Tiger," which again, mm-hmm. I'm not a golf fan. And that Tiger boy, that could have been a thing. But yeah, so um, <laughs> it's funny. I got another phone call from my mom that was like, "Well, the Tiger Woods story just broke, and you were you in the after party." party. <laughs> I'm like, "Mom, <laughs> what do you think about me?" Like, no, Tiger Woods and I were never a thing. Hey, so. hundred, hundred and gajillion million dollars can I change know. a lot of people's minds for what I you know. think you're going to do. It's true. All right. I'd probably have a little affair with Tiger if, yeah. if I knew I could get like. <laughs> Did not look my way. If I knew way. I'd get like eighty million dollars or something like that, just a little affair with Tiger, I'd probably go for it. Uh, sure. Yeah. He wanted, but he was he was interesting. He liked blondes. He did like blondes. Yeah, he has a type. Mm, he yeah. has a type. Yeah, he does have a type. Yeah, he walked right in and like up to the stage, and they handed him a glass of champagne. And I think they did one toast and he drank the entire glass of champagne. Yeah. You pop a pain pill with that or? And, or an Ambien or yeah. something. Um, <laughs> and then. Um, Shoulders a little sore. <laughs> and then they were like, oh, we weren't done. So we have to get you another glass of champagne. That was his plan. Um, but he was like, these. right in and right out. I was like not having any of it. But that was fun. But I'm like, well, that was. And that was crazy because I was. I was a sales rep, so I had a territory. Mm. I was traveling around the country, and I had to keep my territory up. I was getting my MBA. Oh, wow. And we got engaged then. Not that that really impacted much, but. Well, you're planning a wedding. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. Well, Kelly. You have to sign my yearbook, too. Look at you turning the table. I know because you never, I could have sworn you would have signed one of my yearbooks. Wow. This doesn't look like you now at all. You don't think? I feel like I completely know what you look like and I could picture back then, but God, this, I feel like this doesn't look like you. Okay. I think that's probably a good thing. (laughs) You're not like, I know I'm looking at, I'm like, God, do I have braces on? No, I don't think I have braces on. It looks like you're, um, I don't know, fake tanner. I actually, well, I'm trying to think, when do you think we took these pictures? I mean, we all went fake tanning before the prom, so maybe. I mean, this was, I feel like these pictures were either like September or I think, I feel like these were either like September or 11th grade, Uh, 11th grade spring Oh. or senior year fall. Does anyone know what horticulture club is? My husband asked me when he looked at my yearbook. Well, horticulture is trees, right? So was I in that club? God, you were like the Sopranos of, were we just like taking <laughs> government <laughs> funds for these fake clubs that you're in? Oh, it's P-Y-E-A. Waste, I'm in waste management. That's, <laughs> Wait, I'm in horticulture. I'm a horticulture club. I don't I don't know what these are. It was like I just wanted to put stuff on my applications for college. So I like Back signed up for clubs. I don't know. Health I don't careers. know what P-Y-E-A is. In junior class committee, no. I didn't do anything. Junior class committee. I feel like I helped um, with the dance. I remember being on like, maybe that was that committee. Maybe. 
Like, where did I get this quote from? An unknown quote. Were you very well read? <laughs> no. That's hilarious. Hmm. Sorry, I just started looking at my own. I know now. <laughs> I don't look where at mine very you? often, so I don't know why. It, it could have been like a year since I looked at mine. Oh, see, look. You look like a little baby. <laughs> I was looking at my activities. Oh, you were on the graduation project graduation uh, yeah. requirements committee. Select chorus. I always wanted to be a good singer. I never was. That's fun. I wish uh, that's as an as an adult. That's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't keep going with singing. My voice has deteriorated over the years. Uh, well, I just can't hit the same notes that I used to be able to hit, but. But you can um, get that back, can't you? I think you can. And that's part of what I regret is that I let it slip away and that I, I still to this point have not. Like, it's hard to like, what do you do as a, to like to sing when you're in your 30s? Like, I guess I can get into like a an adult choir a- thing. Acapella but. group. We In college, we loved everyone that was in the acapella group. I love that. Remember that show, like The Singing Bee or whatever, that Nick Lachey was hosting a oh. few years ago and it was all acapella groups. Yeah. And I, yeah. I love that show. We, so. in college, we, like, the girls, like, fawned over all those guys. So maybe I, that's, like. See, I didn't know that. I didn't know that world. And that I got, and made, that's when I got really into, like, radio and film oh. and stuff. And so I was so removed from, like, performance music. Mm. But. That's what I need to get into. You gonna say? Sing, yeah, sing, I need to get into the- to get the girls, the singer. I mean, singer. There's something about a singer, definitely. <laughs> so let me ask you this, because you you wrote me right, and you said, yeah. "Hey, listen, show love to do it sometime." Yeah. But then when I when I invite you, you're like, "I don't. Know, I'm so boring." What did you think was going to happen then? What did you want to talk about? I don't know, but I was stressing about it all week. I said to my husband, I was like, I like, I feel like he's like, who's going to want to listen to this? Like nothing's exciting about what I even, it's funny. The one girl I work with is like, oh, you're doing your podcast because you've been stressing. I'm like, I know. I think I'm boring. But then why did you ask? I don't know. (laughs) Maybe, maybe it's partly because like, maybe I feel like. People didn't actually get to know me because I was like the girl with the boyfriend. But I assumed everyone just thought like, oh, that's Kelly. That's just like mm. the girl with the boyfriend. So did but you, you didn't even know. So did you feel? Yeah. Did you feel like you wanted to like tell? I'm curious just because, you know, when the podcast first started and yeah. I was asking people, no one knew what I was talking about. So for like the first eight episodes, there was no podcast out for anyone to go like, oh, right. I get it. I know what I want to say about myself or I know how to want to represent. My, they were, I was, it, was, it was me saying, hey, I'm doing a podcast where I reconnect with like people from high school and we just talk about things on like an adult level of your perspective and people be like uh okay Uh, i don't really know like what world all right whatever yeah so now that you've heard it and you know somewhat what the podcast is and then you write me and you go hey i I mean i I probably have like a glass of wine or something (laughs) i'm just curious for me because now people are actually writing and saying like i would love to do the podcast and like I have to like weigh these things well, of like, well, do I want is this a person I can like I think I can even have a good podcast with or And like I think it's a cool idea and it's very interesting to me. So like maybe it was like a way to help in case you needed people. But I also was like, but I don't know what, what the end game is here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I appreciate it. And, you know, overall, because like yeah. I said, like when people say stuff like that, it lets me know that like, oh, wow, people are like listening to this yeah. now. And like so that even from that point, let me know like, oh, wow, like so Kelly's listening. That's, that's well, cool and that I listened out and, like all at once. I caught up like right, I wasn't listening right. from the you had, like, beginning a trip or something, right? You're driving just, like, or something. Commute, my commute back and forth okay. from work. Um, Yeah, that's when I listen to it is when I'm like driving to and from work. Yeah. Well, Kelly, I'm going to ask you to sign. All right. This yearbook. You have to sign mine, though. Oh, God, I have no idea what I'm going to sign. Well, because I've never had, I've not had to sign it. I've not you had to sign it. Else do it so. I haven't had to sign a yearbook in 20 years. I don't know. And you don't have to. I noticed there's like a whole reserved pages at the back of mine, which you know who they were reserved for, right? Um, Your besties? No, I feel like they all. I'm pretty sure it was. Re- Richie, I think. Look at Justin Duffner wrote this big long thing. Oh, you can sign wherever you want. There's your baby face. 
Oh. Wait, the pen. I heard about the sperm pen. Is this a sperm? Pen? <laughs> it's the, the sperm. <laughs> the sperm. I love it. The sperm oh. pen is is a getting thing. some play. I'm like me. If this was like a really famous podcast, someone would create a Twitter for the sperm pen. Oh, call it like Brad Sperm Pen. Maybe you should like, do it now. Like, see how much action Brad Sperm Pen uh, gets. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling now just to handle the social media with just the just the page <laughs> itself, just the the show. So I don't do need you, another account. Do you wait? I'm trying to think. You have an Instagram for it, right? I have an Instagram. I have a Twitter. I know. I stopped using Twitter. I don't know if that. Means I said it in the beginning it. of the show. And I'm going to say it at the end of the show. The Instagram is we weren't friends in high school. The Twitter is at WWF in high school. I'm going to say it again in four minutes when this interview ends and I close out the show. But so you remember now. I, well, I know I follow you on Instagram. At but you don't have like a <laughs> Why are you red shirt? Why? Why? Oh, so um, this is funny. Uh, yeah. Yes, I haven't talked about this. Okay. Um, in college. Uh, I created, I made a music video called Red Shirt Player. Yeah. And it was a song about, it was a rap song about a guy who has his heart broken and decides that he's never going to have his heart broken again. And to do that, to armor himself, he wears a red shirt, which gives him the powers of being the ultimate player where he turns the tables and he is playing, he's the player to these girls. And then he changes his whole personality and begins playing on these girls huh. and I created like a whole I made a whole rap song like walking huh. down the street one day I saw my lady with a man his name was Jay and it's, so it's like this whole thing and then I made a music video and so it aired I did that probably like spring semester in my freshman year at Monco it aired all summer long on the closed caption TV on campus oh. when I came back Everyone had seen this. I was the red shirt player. And I had a buddy that was just like, go with that. And he would just introduce me to everybody, all of his friends as red shirt player. This is red shirt. This is the red shirt player. This is RSP. This is shirt. This is the player. This is RISP. That's in italics. We do it like that. Oh. RISP. And I started living the gimmick. Okay. As they say. Yeah. Uh, Always wore red shirts. I, yeah. Changed. I got a got the vanity license plate to say RS oh, player. My gosh. Every I own all social media for everything. Somehow I got Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat. Everything is like red shirt player. I have all that stuff, and it just was a thing for like four to six years. People didn't even actually know my name. <laughs> I was red shirt to them. Huh. Some of my best friends today still I am red shirt to all of them. Interesting. Yeah, so it was just the thing that started in college, and it just kept on to where it really became like a sec, just another name for me. Huh. Interesting. And then, like, I, you know, I like rapping, and so, like, in, like, out of college, in college, whatever, like, I would put out, like, raps, rap songs just for, like, friends and stuff like that, and that would be, like, the persona of redshirt play, and so that's why, like, I still kind of keep up the persona in branding name. Because oh. it still applies a little bit for me. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Okay. I had no idea. Yeah. It was a whole thing for me. Mm. It was horrible. Like when you meet girls, though, and like they see your car and it says RS Playa. <laughs> so I had to back off on it a little bit because that's not so much my mentality yeah. or you know, how I think about women. But that's true. When I was 22 or 20. Wow. Yeah. And I was a dick. Yeah. Really? Living the, yeah. Living the gimmick. I was like, in a different way. Like, yeah, I was like, it was like, I really like putting on the red shirt and being the red shirt. Yeah. player gave me the permission to be an asshole to people to act like a cool kid. You know, I definitely was yeah. like in community college, <laughs> the cool kid. I had worked at the radio station where like we broadcast it out. We party yeah. at night. And like, we were the kids in community college saying, Hey guys, community college doesn't have to be like a, a thing where you just go home. Like we party, like yeah. we're renting. My buddy would rent hotel, uh, motel rooms and we would throw like motel parties like on 309 yeah. and stuff. Like we were like, yeah. at least in our heads, thought we were the cool kids at yeah. Monco um, and broadcasting about it. And so like I was living that up of being the cool kid in Monco for sure. Oh, that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah. 
it more so it created just cool branding that even if you don't know where it is, like you kind of know about it, even yeah. though you have no idea where that came from or what it means. Yeah. So it worked in that way. So I never get rid of it. Huh. Interesting. Plus, how often can you get like social media handles where you don't have to put numbers at the end of it? That's true. <laughs> I've got all this shit now. I can't get rid of it. That's true. <laughs> so I just try to blend it all together. I know. I have nothing cool like that. At one point, my Instagram was like Kelly BM and someone was like, I mean, I'm pretty sure you should change that. And I was like, oh, you're right. That doesn't sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'm going to write. What? Now I'm just like, I've never really like looked at anyone else's. I'm I know. Like, now I want to look at yours, though, too. Oh, and there's Katie Evelyn. She did write in mine. Yeah. What did she write? Did she call me funny? Hey, Brad. Well, it was great getting to know you this year, although you did pick on me quite a bit. It's okay. You've got a great personality, and I wish you the best of luck in all that you do. Just a bit of advice. Lay off the the Disney porn. Is that what that says? I think we had some sort of inside joke about it. We had like inside (laughs) jokes, and I think I probably like made some comment about like, Disney porn or something and like it was like some off the wall and she pro- it probably got a chuckle and I was like oh alright let's keep going funny. with this inside joke yeah. see see I'm, and she said you have a great personality you're funny this is see? so funny <laughs> I have- <laughs> that's what they said <laughs> I have this ongoing thing with my husband too where I like to tell him I'm funny and he says I'm not funny mm-hmm. and I was talking about at work I just had to do a TED talk and I made it like I threw jokes in there and stuff. And at the end, this director of marketing was like, Kelly, I didn't know you were funny. I'm like, how do you not know I'm funny? And I went home and I was like, honey, people thought I'm funny. think I'm funny, just so you know. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little upset that we work together and you don't think I'm funny on yeah. a normal basis. See? Yeah. So it was like. No, it's funny about that. Uh, my senior year when I did my senior thesis. So this movie was a very serious movie about, you know, black and white relations yeah. and stereotyping people. Yeah. And, um, I'm a funny guy. Yeah. And in college, same guy, you know, funny. Yeah. And everyone was like, my screening at Temple for this film was like dead silence. Everyone was waiting for jokes. Oh, they went in thinking it was going to be a comedy. Yeah. And they all thought I dropped the ball. Huh. And I was like, I was like, hey, man, what'd you think? And he's like, it's like, wasn't like really funny. I like, oh, no, dude, it's about racism. It's not funny at all. And yeah. they go, right. Yeah, I got that. Like, it wasn't funny. I, <laughs> I thought you were doing like a comedy or something because yeah. you played the song about like a ghetto man and like. Yeah, being a poor black man. It was like a soul yeah. song. <laughs> like, they're like, oh, I thought it was a comedy. Sorry, I got to rewatch. So like everyone hated my film because they, they were trying to be nice and waiting for the jokes. And there were no jokes. <laughs> it wasn't a very funny film. It was a very serious from yeah. deep inside my brain plot. Mark Pinchotti. This is this interesting. Part. This is yours, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm still looking at yours. Am I supposed to be looking at yours? Um, you can't. Oh, you're supposed to sign it. I will. But <laughs> just being know. nosy, you know. So, I did have... you ever wrestle since you liked no wrestling? Is it like different to be a wrestling fan, but you don't actually want to wrestle? Well, yeah, you can't hit people with chairs in collegiate wrestling or amateur wrestling. I was, I always, I did like the idea of like amateur wrestling. I liked the idea of it. I would wrestle with my friends when we would like wrestle, like play wrestling or whatever like pro wrestling we didn't do like punching and kicking we did submission moves and grappling like that was what we would do as wrestling and if the move hurt you had to quit so like mm. I, we did like grappling wrestling more like what you would see in like ufc style okay. stuff arm bars you know leg you know ankle locks and huh. and chokeouts and shit like that and ray did karate and so ray was like fucking lethal oh, yeah he i was, didn't realize ray did karate. Yeah, i heard you a, guys talking about yeah ray was a black belt so when ray put you in a wrist hole like you were getting a real it was he a real wrist hole. yeah it was a real wrist yeah. hold. like he knew pressure points and all that stuff so we used to do like real wrestling like that but i was like 150 pounds you know when at that point like you had to wear like the singlet and all that and like i loved uh say by the bell so like ac slater was a wrestler yep. in the show but like you had to wear those singlets and i had love handles and like i was not gonna i was like oh my god you have to be half and wrestlers are 
I know. More than, like half maybe it was like I have to be like half naked in this singlet thing. I was not comfortable enough to ever do anything like that. Plus, you had to really exercise. I was not into exercising. They made you run laps with guys on your back and shit. Like that was not. Yeah. I was an activity activity exerciser, play some basketball, whatever, but like yeah. to run to work out was not my thing ever. Yeah. I don't know. You got all the girls that you talked about to like sign your yearbook. Did I? I mean, yeah, kind of at first glance. Like Adrian's in here. No. Oh. No, that's Adrian Forbes. Oh, no. I thought that said Adrian. It does say Adrian, but it's Adrian Forbes. It's a different Adrian. Oh, different Adrian. Well, who else? I mean, Katie, Bethany. I think you had more game than you think you did. No. Andrew Bolger. I forgot about Andrew Bolger. I had no game. Who's Patch? Um, Patch? Patatucci? Mm-hmm. Oh, Matt Patches. Oh. Freshman when we were senior, but uh. um, I knew him from Chorus. He's a great writer. Check him out. I'm not sure where he's at now. He was at Thrillist for a while. He used to do those top movies of the year so far. Uh, it was an awesome blog where he would do a countdown of all the movies that he's seeing, and he ranks them in, in real time. So like, if you're in the middle of, like right now, you could look and go, what are the top movies that he's seen so far? And like, you could have like a, a nice list and it wasn't always just your top, like, well, these are the Oscar movies or these are the high grossing. Uh, so it's like, Oh, he saw this little indie film and that's like number 12 on his list. And number one is, you know, this and this blockbuster is like number seven. And uh, you just keep that going all year long. And so my buddy and I used to like go off that list a couple years ago for Thrillist, which is like yeah. a pretty big blog. We used to go off that list uh, for, to watch movies. Uh, so that's Matt Patches. Oh, huh, Patches. I'm writing over George Cortez's hair. I'm sorry, George. Oh. Oh, no. Running out of room. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. Just... Your whole reserve page is still. I know. Still blank. I don't know who I was reserving. Mine, I mean, mine ain't. That was loud. <laughs> what did you say? Mine ain't. I know. <laughs> See? Oh, God. Oh, man. Crazy, crazy times. Well, you've got two people on this entire back page. Katie and Pam. Katie, is it Katie Ryan? Mm-hmm. See? I know. There were like so many people. And then you said like Andy and Beth Miller. We hung out with them. I don't know. Trajan. Can you believe it was that long ago? Don't you feel like it was just Y2K and everyone was freaking out that like the world was going to end? Well, that's the famous meme is like, how could, how could 1990 be both 10 years ago and 30 years yeah. ago? Yeah. All right, just for the fun of it, we have to pull up your picture from sixth grade. My picture? Yeah. Oh, my God. I only have the eighth grade one. I don't think I've ever seen. Oh, sixth grade. I'm like, why do I not know the alphabet right now? Oh, you look so cute. How much hair do I have? Oh, my God. So um, that's it. Yeah, this has been fun. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. You're connecting people and I think bringing up a lot of good conversation. Thanks. Thanks for thanks for coming down. Thank you for uh, for the sake. That was incredible. You also brought some rosé, which we haven't tapped <laughs> it's into. Funny. That's okay. Um, Only because you told me a funny story about mm-hmm. rosé. <laughs> and uh, we'll still put it to use. Okay. And uh, thanks for coming. It was really yeah, fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Come down Have and get some. some. Toludos for me. Yeah. So no, come down. Bring your husband down. Come down yeah. and uh, come down and get some. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Bring the kids and see. Work. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Cool. All right. Thanks. Yeah. All right. That was part two of my conversation with Kelly Brooke Morton. We talked about a lot of different things, as I like to do on this podcast. Uh, and it's cool when we can get outside of some of the high school specific stuff and just talk about life in general. And, you know, it's funny. I don't think I ever really talk too much about about college, but I didn't even think to mention when Kelly and I were talking about the whole red shirt player thing that the theme song to this podcast is the instrumental to red shirt player. So maybe I will uh, dig that track up and put that out uh, for you guys to listen to. Uh, there's a clean version and a dirty version. So I just ask that uh, when, I, when I put this out, that you guys don't judge me and put this in the mindset of 2002 hip-hop music, uh, because that's what this was. Uh, so I'm going to try and dig that full track up with the vocals and get that out uh, on social media for people to get a laugh out of. 
at We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram, at WWF in High School on Twitter, and I'm at Red Shirt Playa, P L A Y A. And uh, that's everywhere. Plus, don't forget the YouTube now, youtube.com slash Red Shirt Playa. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. We Weren't Friends in High School everywhere Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. You know them all by heart by now. In two weeks, my guest will be Sean Mackeman. This is a fun interview because I've actually known Sean's wife, Jen, for probably my entire school, for probably my entire life. Uh, his wife, Jen Mackeman, or Jen Sloss, as I knew her back then, uh, went to elementary school with me. And so I've known Jen since kindergarten, first grade, since I can remember school, I can remember Sean's wife. I met Sean later on, and the two of them happened to date in high school and went on to get married, have a family. But I didn't really know Sean through Jen. I knew Sean just from a kid in school. And so the easy thing to do, and what Sean mentioned, he was surprised that I didn't even ask Jen. I just asked Sean to do the show. And so this was really fun. Sean came down on a Saturday morning, the earliest interview that's been done so far. Uh, This was like a 9 a.m. interview but I'm at my sharpest in the morning. And so this is a really fun interview. We hear all about Sean's life, a lot of things I didn't know about, and we'll hear about his relationship with Jennifer Sloss, who became his wife, Jennifer Mackeman, and he became her husband. That's important too. And they've got kids and great family, and we're gonna hear all about that in two weeks on a Monday morning. Until then, I hope everyone stays safe, sanitized, rested, and uh, sane most of all. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I'll talk to you soon. Later.